Okay, so we're back. You know, virtual hug. Come on, everybody working. Virtual group hug. Come on. You too. You too. Don't be shy. Come on. Okay. All right. Oh, see, isn't that nice? Doesn't everybody feel better starting to show off with a virtual hug? I feel really awkward. <laughs> you really don't like that, do you? I can see it in your face. Well, if this was visual, everyone else would get that too. It's just the way that you handle yourself when you're around people, not virtually. It's what, what makes me feel awkward. That's the way you hug people. I don't. You don't just like hug people I, normally. What's wrong with you that? do that weird rub on the back. I, I just drag my hands yeah. as, as we as we go. Like you know, you yeah. get the pat, like yeah, the, sure, you do the, the three pats, the buddy. But anyway, you rub. You don't. <laughs> it's like. See that does work. It's not visual, it's but like, that does work. Like stop rubbing yeah. my back, Scott. That's not what you normally say. It's like when we go to the movies and you do your yawn and you put your <laughs> arm over my shoulder. We don't go to the movies. Why would you say that? Well, not anymore. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so we were busy last weekend. We uh, we went shooting with some people. Where did we go? Uh, where did we go shooting? We went where to was Gatesville, that? Texas. Yes, and we went to what the Hicksville <laughs> shooting the Hicksville range. shooting range. Yeah, we uh, we which met is up with actually the, uh, much better than it sounds. It was. It was actually it was, a really yeah. nice range. We met up with the Texas Gun Talk uh, folks. Yeah, Texas for Gun their, Talk uh, Forum. Range day. Yeah. They had a range day. They they were very, uh, very, very gracious is the word I'm looking for, uh, letting us show up and uh, and shoot with them and watch them blow stuff up with Tannerite. So yeah, we had some guns, explosions, uh, food, and good company. That was it. Was a good time. That was really awesome. Yeah. I got a I got a, on a on a one to ten. Um, that had to be a 10, I'd say. I think our entire you know what? team I'm gonna had give a it, lot of fun. I'm going to give it a 9.5 simply because they only went out to 100 yards, and I was really hoping to shoot like I read somewhere where they were going to have yards. like 200 to 400 yard steel targets. Oh, I missed that. Oh, you know what? That does sound familiar. Um, yeah, they had mentioned it on the forums, but you know what? it well, doesn't always way. come together. Either the way. way. They, they had re- that, uh, the Hicksville range, if you're anywhere near Gatesville... Which is by McGregor, which is west of Waco, which <laughs> yeah. is in Texas, which is inside the United States. Right. I tell you what, that was uh, that place is off the uh, it's off the beaten path. I'd say. But there were nice roads to it. There was nice roads. No, I mean, I, was, I drove my car there. So some yes, nice rock chip out. roads, but <laughs> the uh, but anyways, great range, awesome pistol bays, awesome tactical shotgun bays, yeah. uh, regular covered hundred yard rifle range. I mean. It had a uh, um, a tactical rifle range where you could get behind stuff and shoot mm-hmm. stuff. Um, really nice. We didn't really get nice a really, facility. We didn't spend too much time over there. We were kind of. I shot on the steel and the pistol base. Did you? Yeah, that you, was fun. You did that in the mornings. Yes. Yeah. Early in the morning. Yeah, that was fun. I I, I tried out. I was uh, you know proof of concepting uh, some more and get some practice in on my carry gun, which is a very tiny nine millimeter mm-hmm. and uh it makes it a little harder to hit things because it's so tiny hard to shoot um so you know it's good to get practice in on that sort of thing especially if it's your carry piece but well, uh yeah um, that was a good time you got to st- you stuck around for okay let's talk about two different things this kind of makes me think Let, about yeah okay first off safety when it comes yeah. to tannerite um <laughs> okay i <laughs> Everybody needs to know who plays with Tannerite. It is an explosive. It is not a I don't toy. care. I don't care that the ATF says you can send it by mail. 
Um, I don't when it's care. separated, right? Yeah, yeah, it's obviously <laughs> separated. You have to mix, mix it when you get it. Uh, tannerite is an explosive, and all precautions taken around explosives should be taken around tannerite. Um, and uh, you know, try to keep the uh, if you're putting tannerite in the things to blow them up. I would, uh, I would, I would say keep the shrapnel quotient down. Yeah, well, look for soft, soft things to blow up. <laughs> Like styrofoam stuff. I mean, I'm or serious. pumpkins. Things that are fun. Yeah, yeah um, pumpkins, styrofoam coolers. Yes. Those are really fun to blow up with tannerite. Yep. Right? yep. Um, stuffed animals. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just yeah. stuff like that, that that still puts off a big show for everyone. Sure, sure. But doesn't endanger the lives of everyone around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there, was a, there was somebody who stuck it, what I think, believe it was in the hood. They stuck it on top of the engine. And they basically... Okay. Yeah, they blew parts of the hood and frame... Couple hundred yards away. Oh, it may have been a hundred. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, but this is. Not, this is was, not a diss to the, everybody. This is just a. Out, this is a say. thought yeah. process yeah. that came to my head. Yeah, sure. As soon as I heard and saw things flying all over the place. Yeah, we, they did a really good job. I don't know if did you stick around for the second giant explosion? I missed it. I thought it was still an hour did, away, and a, then apparently it was like five minutes after. Uh, Ten minutes, a few minutes after you yeah. left, yeah. But uh, yeah, they, they they blew up a large chunk of the car and much uh, less shrapnel spread. It was the placement from what yes, I heard. Yes, much better placement uh, on that. But it did blow the rest of that uh, neon to smithereens, and there wasn't much. Was neon it left. your old neon? No, no, mine was teal. This one was yellow. Oh yes, much different. Taxi cab yellow. Yes, it's a very pretty color. Transformers, Bumblebee Yellow. Bumblebee Yellow. Yeah, but that was a good time. Shooting the car was fun. Um, shooting. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, shooting I, out there was fun. I was. Uh, I had my rifle on my 308 out for the first rounds for me to ever put through it, and I couldn't really find anything to shoot, so I was shooting rocks. Yeah. Which is always fun. But then after that, I shot the rim. Man, 308 goes through it, it makes an aluminum a rim. thing when you shoot the aluminum. Did you notice that? If no, it went like through like hot butter. Okay, uh, somebody, hot knife someone butter. else was shooting the rim, and every time they shot it, smoke kind of trailed out from where it hit. Huh. It was weird. No, I didn't see that. I huh. put one round because it was the only part of the car that wasn't shot with yeah. the rim. So I took, I picked one of the spokes and I just put one right through it. That'll work. That'll work. It's it's, cool. it's amazing what will go through a car and what won't. I mean, you and I have shot some steel rims. <laughs> yes, with, uh, I think those were aluminum. I know the consensus was they were steel. Yeah, the but more they looked like steel. They were spun aluminum that really thick, really thick spun aluminum. Maybe so. That's Maybe what I'm going so. with. But yeah, it. Uh, yeah, the AK it, round went through it, and five five six did not. Did yeah, not. Yeah, the Wolf five five six we tried to put through it did not go through. It. Um, but so yeah, when we have Tannerite out there, just just be careful with it. Also, when you're shooting cars, wear eye protection and when shooting. Where I pro. Yeah, when, yeah. when shooting in general, I, yeah. yeah. We, I, I was out there, I was standing next to a guy, and uh, we're about to kind of do this, uh, what do you call it, like a mad minute kind of fun thing is what, you know, different ranges call it. But uh, everyone's just going to dump their magazines into the car, and the guy next to me didn't have any eye protection on, which to each their own. And well, some sure. people didn't have hearing protection, so again, uh, to each... To each their own. Yeah. Uh, I caught a steel penetrator ricochet. Yeah, that was interesting. Which, luckily enough, was my arm and not the guy's soft not tissue. The, not, not the guy beside eyes. you who wasn't wearing eye pro. Yeah. Right? So that was my concern. So, you know, uh, 
it's kind of we had a blast. We had a lot of fun. I never felt unsafe, but there are things that you think about in hindsight. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, eye protection. Explosives yeah. are explosives. Yes. Talk to any guy that has a firecracker that's missing a hand. He'll tell yeah. you that even those are not. You toys. can yeah. You can hurt yourself with uh, even 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 things that seem uh, innocuous. Um, for sure, and firearms and explosives are not innocuous. So. But I think the best explosion for me, I, I didn't see the car, but it was was the pumpkin. The pumpkin was fun. Yeah, yeah. The the, the car the was orange mist. Yeah, I tell you what, if you go to Texas Gun Talk and uh, find that thread, there's some great videos of the explosions, and you can kind of see the scale. Um, and uh, it's fun stuff. There's some good pictures also. Uh, it sounded like everybody had a good time uh, yeah. reading the forum threads. There was a I had a blast. There was a 50 cal yeah. out there that everybody got to shoot, and a uh, uh, some guy from another forum bought an M60. That's TexasGunTalk.com, right? Yep. yep. Just head yep. on over there if you're from Texas. I don't know. They, they might boot you out. If you're not from Texas? Yeah, I don't so. know. It's a regional website for well, sure. Well, y- you might get sad. But just go troll it. Yeah. You might get sad realizing that you can't own ha- you know, a quarter of the things that we can own here in Texas. So. Yes. Unless you're from one of those states that actually has better gun laws than us, one of the two states. Yes. And then you should go there and make fun of us. But not just to yourself. Yeah. Don't type it out. Yeah. No, no one will like that. Actually, if you want to make fun of us, go to our website, uh, thegunshowpodcast.com, or go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast. Uh, send us a message. Tell us what you think. Uh, tell us how much better you are because you have better gun laws. Or you know, or ask us questions. Or cry on our shoulders. Yeah. We're, we have broad, strong shoulders that you can weep on if you live someplace where you can't have cool stuff like uh you know 50 cals and tannerite yeah yes definitely yeah oh and uh i wanted to do a really really mad cushy prop shout out virtual high five high 10 oh high 10 i haven't done high 10 yet yeah high 10 to jared yep uh goes by tundra wookie on uh texas gun talk uh he invited us out uh invited us to the forum um which really enriched our lives, and we appreciate that. And, yeah, uh, he invited us out last year. I think we might have mentioned it. We weren't able to go, so we made it this year. Yeah, well, listen, you know, we made it this year. That's yeah, what's important. We made it this year. So <coughs> and, uh, thanks mad, for the invite. That mad was Mad cushy props to everybody who uh, who's listening to us uh, from Texas Gun Talk. I know we gained a few listeners from there. So Right. Uh, virtual high five to you guys and uh, mad cushy props, and thanks for listening, and Got we do appreciate it. too now. Yes, so yes, we got shirts and stickers. Stickers. So I'm going to be sporting my shirt next and week. And hopefully all of you out there in, uh, in te- TexasGunTalk.com got one of our stickers. I tried yes. to pass them out to everybody. If you didn't, uh, drop us a line. We'll Maybe we'll put you. it in the mail yeah. if you're close. If you're kind of far away, we're kind of lazy. Yeah, so. at this point, I sent some to Sweden. We sent some to Sweden? You remember that? Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. That's right. I sent some out to Sweden. Yeah, so if you're closer than Sweden, drop us a line. A? No, that's wow. No, that's no. That's closer. That's <laughs> just no. <laughs> wow. So, All what right. do you got for us today? Well, uh, I kind of wanted to just talk about a few different things. One of the really hot pistols in the past, you know, five years or so has been the Smith and Wesson M&P. Yeah, that's um, a very popular gun. There, there have been a lot of aftermarket sites, but I know a lot of people are really. Uh, really in love with the XS uh, Big Dot sites. It's a very popular site. Uh, it's uh, 
It's very useful and uh, very well made. Those guys out at Excess know what they're doing. Yes. Well, they are now uh, going to be releasing their line for the Smith & Wesson M&P. Good deal. Will not fit the Shield or the Twenty Two. Oh, okay. Okay, they those so have on the proprietary shield. sets. Yeah. Um, I don't. I didn't see in anywhere of their release where they had planned to be releasing them for the Twenty Two or the Shield currently. Uh, but you can pick up the Big Dot Tritium Express set for ninety, or the Standard Dot Tritium Express set for ninety dollars as well. Well, there you go. So yeah. So if you like XS and you like uh, M and P, so there you go. Now you can have your cake and eat it too. Or you can shoot at your cake with your yeah. new sights. I like those sights. I had a I had a set of big dots on one gun and uh, really enjoyed them. Um, I uh, I don't like the tritium rear sight. I've I've now gotten to a this point where I just want a tritium, tritium front. Rear. It it only has a stri- it only has oh it's a stripe. got the, well it's got the tritium stripe yeah. The stripe's not tritium. I, I didn't read tritium. that it was. Maybe I'm it, is. Sure it is. Anywho. Um, you know, you can blacken out those if you like. Uh, the good quality sights. Uh, uh, yeah, it's paired with our original white strip rear to provide fast sight acquisition and full well, there you go. or no light. So just the front oh, is tritium. There you go. Yeah. I do like those sights. Okay. All right. So, yeah, uh, those are uh, those are my preferred setup, really. Um, so, yeah, excess sights, uh, go check them out. And if you have, a, uh, if you have any gun... Uh, I tell you what, Excess makes some really great uh, lever gun sights. Mm-hmm. They make some really great uh, AK sights, uh, AR sights, um, just all sorts of shotgun. Uh, go check them out if you've got a gun and you need you need some sight options. Definitely uh, look at Excess sight. Right. And we're always open to sponsorship, Excess. Yes. Give us a call. Drop us a line. I'm excited with Scott. I'm just looking for my pin cap. I dropped it. You can't, you you can't see it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we're going to get video one of these years sometime. We really shouldn't. We have faces for radio. I'm back. Are you good? Got it. You okay? It's like one of those that you drop it. If it were normal, it would have fallen right at my feet. But this one skipped two feet underneath the desk. That's one of those, unless you go get it right now. Like if you say, you know what, I'm going to get it after the show, you never find it then. Yeah. You'd have never found it. Falls it. into that nexus and you're yes. like, where did that the worm go? Wormhole. So I like that about you. Yeah. Some people do, some people don't, you know. Speaking of excess sites and uh stuff made in Texas, because excess is in Texas. Uh a oh, Texas that, is that company where we're going? Yeah, it's my segue. The Texas company uh, made okay. something cool out of centered metal. We uh, so exercises in Texas and a Texas company called came Solid out Concepts with a 3D printed 1911. Yes, huh? they are. The, that is the world's first 3D metal printed gun. Everything on this gun is printed except the grips, except for the springs. Except for the springs. Yes, except for the springs. I thought it was the grips. For That's what I read on their. Okay, their I'm, I'm, I, I may misread it. Um, but yeah, what's really exciting they, the about the original this, one that they shot, they didn't print grips, but uh, apparently they they've okay. since done that. Now what's really exciting is um, the technology has existed, right? Anybody who's studied a little bit of this, the technology for uh, 3D printing metal has been around for ages. Um, it's very expensive. Uh, it's usually reserved for you know high end industries, jet engines and and you know aerospace and that sort of thing. Um, the one offs. Yeah, but these guys have an FFL, which is exciting. Who? What company in Texas doesn't? Is, well, that, is what you know. That's a question. We should get one, really. Yeah. Yeah. 
We, we should. should. We yeah. Should. That's why that way we can get all of our, our we can do all of our tests and evaluations. And we don't have to go through somebody else. Yeah, that's really good. Anywho, uh, if you want to <laughs> send us a gun, let us know. We'll go get an FFL. The the but these guys have printed. 3D printed a whole entire gun, which, to our knowledge, hasn't been done before. And to um, their knowledge, yeah. they're claiming that it's and the it world's worked. first. They have video of them shooting it. Uh, if you go to YouTube, it should be easy to find. Uh, also, if you go to the Solid Concepts blog, uh, I believe they have some some stuff about it there. But, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I don't know about you, but this technology, the 3D printing technology, just makes me excited for the future. Uh, it makes... Um, it makes me uh, um, can't wait to see what comes next. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, from the from the perspective of you know, we talked about numbers and how they can't really take away our guns, but you know, even <laughs> yes, we did have a fun conversation. You're about still stuck on that stupid numbers thing. I don't do math. I told you that. So, but from the perspective I of wake up thinking about that even if they couldn't take, even if they could take yes. our guns. We could print more. Isn't this cool? Yeah. It's, the rabbit is out of the bag. The smoke has escaped the magic uh, box. You can't and put it back. The guns are here to these stay. Guys, these guys, and they've, they've, they've said it, these guys, they came out and they said, hey. I don't think they said it that way. No. Okay. But they came out and they said, hey, we didn't do this to prove that you could do a, print, uh, a printed gun. That wasn't the whole point of it for them is what they're saying. They're saying the whole point of this is to show that this technology can withstand. It's a showcase yeah. from their technology. Yeah, sure. They're, because they're saying, you know, uh, the barrel sees the chamber pressures above 20,000 PSI every time the gun is fired. Yeah. If they can, if they can do a gun, they can do a uh, fill in the blank, right? They could do a high pressure, you know, vessel. They could do tubing. They could do... You know, anything, really. I mean, if you could build a gun with a 3D metal printer, you can build anything. And this, you know, what's really interesting about this was um, it was a 1911, and it ran. Yeah, they have they have pictures of them No, but it ran. Like, well, we don't know how much it ran. There could have been a lot of editing. But... <laughs> well, obviously, they know 1911s, and they knew either, one, how to do the final fitting... Or two. Well, if you watch the video, they sh- they fire. They do. You know, well, this is this is the kind of thing that I thought to myself. They do test two test fires right. with it mounted. Right. The set. The, then they cut to a guy doing a handheld test. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I probably would put a box or two. three to five hundred through it before yeah. using my hand. But he grabs it and he shoots it. Yeah. But you'll notice that the when he fires it, ejects around and it strips a new one, and then it kind of. It kind of hangs, and then it clicks forward. But if you keep watching, the more and more, I think those are just some burrs, it just gets smoother and smoother. Sure, sure. Well, here you go. we got proof of concept. we got uh, actual firearm out there. Um, Don't look for one in your gun store. Think about it. Don't look for one in your gun store anytime soon. This thing was probably ridiculously expensive to make. I'm talking thousands of dollars. More, yeah, more than just thousands. <laughs> Not to mention the the man oh, the hours machine. they had to put into yeah. it, the machine work, the oh, metal the machine work, cost everything. Just, is... I think the machine cost literally millions upon millions. This is, of yeah, dollars. this is probably I would I'd say it's a twenty thousand dollar gun. Well, yeah, for their cost for man hours. Oh, I yeah. mean that doesn't even cost what they would have to. But be. I tell you what, it's uh, it's money well spent in marketing because we're talking about it. Yeah, they said that they the the. Um, 
the gun was not machined in any way, but that they used hand tools for some post-processing. Sure. Yeah, you have um, to. Uh, but they did not do any machine on this machining well, on this gun. Yeah. Great stuff. Awesome. Um, and but you know, it's kind of one of those things where if if you want to go and you want to do this, what what are we looking at? When when do you think you're going to be able to print this metal gun at home? Well, the technology for the printer will have we to. We know. Well, you know. Well, we know it all advanced. exists. Yeah. But it's it becomes when do we take the computer oh, that's point. a room size? Yeah. You know, like back in the old day when they said you'll never have a computer that's you know smaller than a two story house. And here we are all walking around. Yeah. Computers in our pockets that, that are more that powerful. Are, that than, are 120 times more powerful yeah. than the my first laptop base for sure. Computers. Yeah. I tell you what. Um, I don't think we're going to see 3D printed metal technology before we see home CNC machines. I think we're going to see home, you know, CNC controlled mills, access mills, way before for we printing see printing the metal for cutting the metal. Yeah. Basically, you're going to be able to take a piece of aluminum, uh, maybe not steel yet, but aluminum for sure. Put it in your home CNC mill uh, and mill out a computer-designed 3D application, fill in the blank, like an AR lower or a 1911 uh, receiver. But I don't think we're going to see this printed metal technology before we see that. Um, I think in the future we will. Basically, we're talking right. We're talking sci-fi stuff, right? Yeah, we're talking but, replicators. But you would think that you would. It'd be cool to have a replicator. The printers would would Earl be. Grey tea? You would think. That's really threw you off. You would think that the printers would be more popular than having the mill, uh, the CNC machines. Well, yes, yes. Only I think because in, you got far enough these, in the future, you got really. parts, you got liquids, you got. But they've already got do-it-yourself, you know, home CNC machines with printer parts. I mean, just cheaply made, still work. Um, so I think that technology is just way far advanced for the home use, uh, way more advanced uh, for the home use than this uh, centered metal. You know, laser technology that uh, I think we'll see both in the future, though. And I think you're right. I think the printers will be way more popular than the than the mills for sure. Well, kind of speaking on now, we're seeing a merging of of plastics and metals being printed. What about these American Tactical Omni Hybrid lowers that are selling for fifty dollars? And the reason I'm bringing this up are is... they hybrid? I thought they were just yeah, plastic. No, we'll, we'll talk about it. But oh, one of the I things that it. I think is interesting is the cost of these things that now everyone can print is starting to get really cheap. I've, I A saw $50 them. lower. I've seen them for 30-some-odd bucks. The, those Omni hybrid lowers. No, I haven't seen the hybrid. Okay, the hybrid has got a metal inlay. So Really? So, yeah, See, there so, was a guy on Light Fighter. Who said I am building a better polymer lower, and he put brass inserts okay. into the polymer lower. Now I, I'm sorry, I can't think of his brand off the top of my head, but I was really excited about the brass inserts because you know we know where the polymer fails, we know where the polymer is weak. Um, so you know you put brass inserts in there and bang, you fix the problem. And his lower, lowers were still inexpensive. I don't think they were $30 inexpensive like the ATI all polymer ones. But no, I hadn't seen the hybrid ones from ATI yet. Uh, I'm really excited that they're uh, doing the same concept and I guess adding metal to yes, the, weak, I, I the weaker don't know what polymer adding into. I think it's aluminum. Yep. They're, they're adding it, it, it. You could definitely see it um, it's where actually you mount visible. the stock. Yeah. See, that is the weak point. Yeah. 
So you, yeah. it's all covered in plastic. So I think it's got a thin skeleton. It's yeah. probably a heavily or it could have a it could have a ring, a threaded ring inserted there into the plastic, and that would eliminate any weakness in the in the threads. Yeah, maybe being so. polymer. Well, here's the thing about which is that. which is what the guy who's doing the brass insert was doing. Well, they run over the entire lower uh-huh. with an eleven thousand pound forklift. Wow, that's kind of impressive. Now he picks it up and he doesn't put it together and stuff, yeah. but he looks at it and it's not smashed right. first. So you kind of already have that feeling that it's... Would an aluminum one smash with 11,000... You would think it would bend or something. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know that it would definitely bend. You know what I mean? Do you have a spare lower? Uh, Yeah, there's one right over here. That's... There? Yeah. That's, no? But that one's mine. That's not a spare one. Well, it's obviously spare. It's, it's, it's not attached to a gun. Currently. We got forklifts out back. We do. Come on. Well, they also (laughs) – the military has a standard where they hang 250 pounds off of it, apparently. This is what they they said. Hang off of what? Oh, the receiver extension? Yes, the receiver. Oh. So they they decided to to match this test. Oh, okay. hung 270 pounds off of it. Okay. On the video. On the video? Yeah. And And it held. It held. Then, huh. but in their description, they actually said that they got they te- they kept it going a little bit further. Sure. They used all of their weights, which came to two seventy. Okay, but they went a little bit further and and found I guess a few more weights. Got it to two eighty five, and it held. It, yeah, they never well, said that it failed at two eighty five. They just said they got it up to two eighty five. So, if there was any inherent problem with polymer lowers, ATI has solved that problem. Is with what we're the getting hybrid. With the hybrid for technology. $50. For $50, which is dirt cheap. Yeah. I have I have in the past bought aluminum, you know, standard aluminum lowers at that price, but they were heavily discounted. Yeah, and I got – it was a major hookup on it. Quality. I got Yankee Hill, I think, for that, actually. No, I'm talking about uh, – I think our guns had them for $55. Well, bucks I, got, I got a Yankee oh, Hill you did through too. a okay. mass, mass purchase. I've got a – I want to say Arrow – not precision. precision. Yeah, I can't remember what brands, but I at least on two occasions. Now this is back before the the panic of the earlier this year, late last year, and of course, which has brought all prices up a little bit. But you have a polymer lower. I shot yep. this weekend. Well, tell us. Yeah, we put some more rounds to it, didn't one. we? I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't think about it anymore. That lower is just as. It's it's the same as all my other guns, really. Um, it is a new Frontier Armory uh, polymer lower, and right now I have it set on a uh, I have it set up as a um, kind of a lightweight carbine, uh, fourteen and a half inch uh, barrel with a pin and welded uh, compensator on it. Um, you know, I got a lightweight Troy um, rail on it, uh, free float tube. Um, and you know uh, the thing runs. I don't know what else to say. It's just uh, it's lightweight. It is cheap, inexpensive. I mean, I, I traded in the complete lower. They were selling at one oh nine at the time. So for just over a hundred dollars, I got a complete polymer lower. And I'm talking the fire control group, the grip, the stock, the whole nine yards. And I just go ahead. I slapped a, a Bravo Company upper on it. And uh, and ran it, and so far so good. Yeah, um, we ran it. We ran it with five, five, six, and two, two, three. We had your conversion kits. We threw. You mean twenty two? You meant twenty two? You said two, two, three. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, That's five, right. five, six, and the the the, the twenty two long rifle. Yes, I've run kit. it with both. Um, right now, you know, uh, my five, five, six upper is living on it, and that's what I've put the most rounds through. But yeah, I've put. Uh, I've had to put a couple of thousand rounds. 
Eh, call it 1,500. Call it 1,500 rounds through that sucker uh, of both 22 and 5.56. And I haven't had any issues. And, um, you know, I'm sold. Uh, I don't see, you know, for a range toy, why you wouldn't consider a polymer lower, especially for the price. You know what, what I still wouldn't recommend it, recommend it for a duty gun or a home defense gun. But I wouldn't hesitate to grab mine. With my first gun that I ever bought, which is now gone, but the first gun that I ever bought, I... I was careful. I didn't want the scratches on it. I didn't, you know, when he had it on you and you bumped into the wall, you're like, oh, man, how bad, you know, what did I do to it? Now, every gun that I own, as long as I'm not breaking it where it doesn't work, but if I knock it against a concrete wall or go, you know, go prone and smack it against something, I'm perfectly fine with scratching it up. I think it adds tons of character to it now. Yeah, I tell you what, I I am not one of those people that pays attention to scratches, uh, you know, to the point of maybe even gouges or little finish wear. You know, as a matter of fact, when I go to sell a gun, uh, which I try not to do, but, you know, sometimes you just uh, – you need more scopes and all you have is a bunch of Glocks. Uh, when I go to sell a gun is probably the only time I notice, you know, whether it's got – wear here or there on it or whether it's got dings or scratches or whatever especially in the polymer or the metal um and so i don't notice for a gun that i'm just carrying around and uh is is one of my usable firearms i don't notice the like you said the the dings and the scratches and the, and the what have you i mean my my only concern is i uh, is my sight on my glock is, uh-huh. is visibly dented Oh. From smacking into stuff because well, you know, I carry it. I always recommend replacing the Glock but pop I, I, plastic yeah. sights. The plastic that's and that's where I was. They're going really with not it. expensive. They, you should get kind some. Of, They're less than a hundred bucks, dude. It's kind of killing me with that because I don't want to yeah. have it where I end up breaking it or do something far worse than that. Yeah. If anybody's ever taken Glock plastic sights out of their Glock, they realize how flimsy they are. Yes. <laughs> and oh, they're and like, oh, just walking into stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, you bump into something, and I've got nicks and you know. Uh, craters in there so yeah definitely um but we're a, not in distant plastic we're sitting here promoting no it. i love it i love the stuff <laughs> and i tell you what it's just it's just odd like you say about uh some people really worry about the aesthetics of their guns and like you said you did before and uh but no i don't it's a tool right yeah it's that's a, exactly it's a tool not an egg and plus i, sh- I shoot them so they're going to get worn you know from the shooting part you know, I don't yeah, necessarily see, I throw every to... gun down the driveway. No, and you don't want to do that. I would never do that on purpose. Some of those I might just for fun. But I but used no. to put, you know, I, I'd always try to put a drop of oil right where I knew the slide was going to, you know, we get slide wear on the barrel and everything. And right. Yeah, I'd have, you know, I had 6,000, 7,000 rounds to that gun, and people still thought I only had a couple hundred through yeah. it. Yeah, so, and, you know, some people are like that, and, you know, more but power to them. I'm not tone. like that anymore. But I'm still very big about cleaning your guns. Now, there's a lot of people that aren't, but I'm big about keeping your guns clean and ready for action. Yeah, that's probably probably a part a point where I uh, I probably fail a little bit is uh, keeping my firearms clean. Um, as a matter of fact, I've shot my carry gun at the uh, at the uh, shooting shoot the shooting the shoot the Texas Gun Talk shoot, and I, I haven't cleaned it since then, and I probably should. Uh, you know, that's a good point. Hop on our Facebook, facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast, and tell us if you've ever had a failure with your carry gun because of lack of cleaning. I never have. 
And you don't have to give I mean, we won't tell you, you know, put your name out there, but it'd be kind of interesting to see if anyone's had any of those issues. Yeah, how dirty can you let a gun get? How I've let d- a gun how get. How dirty have you let it get? I've let a gun. You saw my AR bolt. I've let a gun get really dirty, yes. and it didn't fail. So inevitably, I always clean my guns before they get dirty enough to fail. How about the story about that cop who kept his gun cleaned, and religiously cleaned, but he had right. one magazine, and what he would do is he would, every time he got home, he had small children, he would... Um, Clear his, his pistol. Oh, you're talking about taking the round out of the yes. chamber and continuously so he, putting so it back in. So he had two back and forth. So he had a very clean gun that went bang every time he pulled the trigger. But what he had done was he had cycled that round so many times the primer had fallen apart. Yeah, that's and that's, would that's, not and wouldn't go off. It would not ignite. That's that's uh, that's an issue, honestly. If you are one of those people that that do such a thing that take the the loaded round. Out of your gun every night or every, you know, fill in the blank. Um, take that round. Once it's been in the chamber once or twice, take that round and put it into the training pile. Put it with your ball ammo. Um, it gets mixed in with even, mine is even what with it your ends up doing. Even with your rifle, uh, especially with your carry gun if you've got a pistol, uh, if you have a duty gun and you're constantly cycling rounds in and out. Lots of different things can happen. You can get bullet set back. Like you said, the primer can be slowly tapped over time to where it won't ignite when it gets hit. Whoever Hornady, I think it was Hornady Ammunition. I've seen Actually, Federal do that, yeah. The, yeah, it might have been Federal, but whoever it was, they did a test. They sent it off to the manufacturer. They took it apart, and that's what they determined. They found sure. the component of the uh, primer was inside the inside the gunpowder. Yeah, it had like, fallen apart. It had, it had actually shook loose, basically. Well, there's I mean, there's there's old adages of carry fresh ammo, yeah, which probably harkens back to the day of cap and ball revolvers and the like. Um, but you know, yeah, carry fresh ammo. Um, there's no need to cycle the gun in. If you don't, if you can have a setup, I highly recommend getting a maybe one of those little gun vault safes that you can put your loaded gun in. Right, right. Bolted to something perhaps for safety's sake, something your kids can't get into, especially if you get kids so, like mine. So Scott, how about you? Um, you know, when I have kids, you know, when I get to that point, I'm going to always have a loaded gun. Sure. But I would like to have a um, a gun vault or something whatever is that's a, that's, yeah. is out there. So what what do you do? I have a I have a chest of drawers. I don't know what don't, it's you called. Don't go into too a much detail where everyone knows because everyone knows where you live. There's so they many just, guns it doesn't matter if I tell you where one is. Okay. You're going to trip over one trying to find that one. There's yeah. so many guns in my house. But I have a you know it's about 5 foot tall, really tall. And when my children were smaller, 5 years old and and shorter, you know, and shorter and shorter. You know, I <laughs> could if, I could put a gun on top of that and and know that they can't get to it. Well, you know, once they get a certain age, that they can maybe push a chair around and kind of pull up to it. And if right. I'm not paying attention, they could possibly get to a loaded gun. You know, I kind of rethought that and said, you know, maybe that's not enough. And I kind of stick it in the drawer. Now, fast forward: Do I have a ten year old running around the house and a five year old running around the house? Um, not yet. What? Yeah, I got a, oh, five. She, I got a 10 and a 5. I thought she was 9. No. I thought, I thought you were... What? Anywho. I'm sorry. So I have, I have a hug? I tell you what, the, the 10-year-old <laughs> is almost as tall as I am. I know, she's getting tall. tall. So, That's you know. when you said 5 and shorter, <laughs> I was thinking, what if they sprout? <laughs> like, what if you had that really lanky kid yeah. that's like 6'8 when he's 10? 
but I'm in the habit of putting my gun in the drawer. Yeah. So gun vault. So now you have it's locked in the drawer. Now somebody could still steal it. Right. Somebody could just open that up, take that gun vault out, take that gun vault to the whatever choice. You know, they could take it out to my garage and beat it open it's with not, my tools. It, it, the gun vault, it, it, yeah, is has not nothing to do with to, theft. To but I tell you what, from doing it. my kids aren't going to get to it unless they do that. Unless they take it out in the garage and beat it open with tools, which you know they could possibly do. But you, you can't stop your kids from doing that. Right. Hopefully, you raise your kids better than that. And you pay enough attention to your children to hear them hitting something yes, with a hammer. Yes. If they're not watching TV, they better be cleaning but they watch tv all day so they don't have to clean no i'm kidding <laughs> no you're not no i don't actually, you don't let I don't, them watch the disney i don't let them watch do tv at all no the i don't TV have a channel channel. terrible that's my daughter's favorite channel or it used to be oh. you know what i think she has a new favorite one now that i don't Look get i don't disney get that either. channel it produces girls like molly miley cyrus well that's true you can I, blame watch all, the I blame channel. obama for that <laughs> Obama, I know, because when Bush was when president, Bush was president she was still we Hannah had Hannah Montana. Montana. Exactly. Now she's Miley Cyrus. Yes. Thanks a lot, Obama. Yeah, blame Obama. Blame Barack. You really like that. You were like really going with. Wanna, you're on a first name basis I with him. I think I want to call him Barack, not Obama. You can call him whatever you want. Just don't call him late to dinner. Barack O'Care. <laughs> Barack O'Care. What you doing? I'm signing up for Barack O'Care. Barack O'Care. Ugh. So, anywho, speaking of which, there's a lot of talk right now in the news, and, and I know it's not really gun related, but I want to kind of touch on the the whole Obamacare fiasco. I think I, okay. this, I think this might, I think the Obamacare thing, especially the website, lots of press, lots of media. Um, I think that might be the final thing. You know what I mean? Every president has their negative thing. Bush Senior has. Uh, had the read my lips, no new taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, George Bush, the uh, the younger, had the mission accomplished. They hammered him over that, mm-hmm. right? Well, maybe Barack Obama's will be. If you want your, if you like your health care, you can keep it. No, he didn't say that. He was misquoted. I, I have it like five times no, on yeah. YouTube. I, there's so many. He of said this. it so many times. I don't know. I don't know. I, <sighs> I know you were trying to talk me into ending the show with that from here until he's no longer president, but I'm not going to do that. Wait, say that again? You wanted me to take that audio clip. We were sitting at lunch the other day, and you're like, hey, make that the end of the show. I always hated the ending music anyway. I don't remember that. Are you making stuff up? Yes. Is this a bit? Okay. Good <laughs> it bit. was a bit, but no longer is it a bit. I didn't know. I thought I might have said that. You know my memory's horrible. <laughs> yeah, well, because it sounds like something you would have said, because I took... I took truths and mixed it in yeah yeah i was almost there man and then i'm like no this has gotta be a bit i didn't say that <laughs> well we do have a we do have a few questions we like you said we just touched <laughs> on that don't worry guys we're not tinfoil hat we're not gonna ever go that direction we might bring up a few lead topics. line hat speaking of lead line hats Okay. Last time we I got talked the, about double pointed at double me. Double pointed. Let me know I that this just remembered this. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna blindside you with this one. But um, Sierra Bullets was asked yes about the closing of the the last lead smelting okay. plant. Okay. Right. And which we talked about on the last. We show. did talk about it, and that's why I wanted to bring this up because we had no idea how it would affect bullets, and I speculated, turns out correctly. That um, most lead didn't come from these ores. And Sierra says that they do buy lead from that company, 
but it doesn't come from the smelting plant. It comes from the recycling centers. There you go. So most of the lead we're shooting out of our guns is recycled from car batteries and the like. Um, very few companies are actually purchasing lead ore and using it. Is that why it. when bullets are fired, they're so dangerous because they might have acid from the batteries in them still? <laughs> no. That has nothing <laughs> to do with it. What the f- <laughs> oh, that's horrible. By the way, that was awful. All right. You're going to cut that, right? You're not going to cut that, right? We've got some questions. Well, we have, um, I think we have enough time here to answer one question. Let's um, do two. Well, he's got multiple <laughs> questions. He's Wait, got how many parts? Segments. Oh, no. Re- paragraphs. Chapters, really. <laughs> wow. No, um, our questions come from Joey. Um, hey, been- Joey, Mad Cushy Props, virtual high five. Thanks for listening. Thanks for writing in. We appreciate it. Yes, he's written in a few times, and we love his questions. He's getting some. He's wanting some in-depth information and details about ARs and kind of the workings of them. Ooh, I know. And those. I know we've answered a few. We we kind of touched on a few of his topics because we were answering other people's questions. Um, but let's talk about a few things. I was kind of reading over his his uh, question here, and he's got some specifics. But one of the things that I would like to talk more about is what is the difference between a bullet. And a forged lower receiver. A billet? Billet, billet not bullet. A billet and forged. Billet okay. and forged. I'm sorry. Um, billet means cut out of a solid chunk of aluminum. So basically you get an aluminum block or bar, and you're usually pretty hefty, and you have a machine mill away or cut away everything that's not whatever you're making. In this case, a lower. So you start with a chunk of steel that looks like, I don't know, it looks like a, a big dictionary. It's a big chunk of steel. Okay. I said steel. Aluminum. A big chunk of aluminum about the size of a dictionary. And you put it in your machine, and your machine cuts away everything that's not a lower. Okay. So that is a billet lower. A forged lower is similar, but it starts with a different process. What happens is a, a chunk of aluminum is superheated, and they stick it in a form and two giant hammers like like that weigh tons upon tons smash it and this that's called the drop forging process and they smash it into what's relatively a lower shape okay it's it's really ugly if you go online and uh, google 0% lowers um, that's probably what you'll see is that drop forgery. Okay. And it, so it'll smash it in the shape of lower, and then they'll probably flip it over and trim off the edges. And then they'll take that and stick it in a CNC machine. And it, what, what's the problem? And machine just, off everything that's on lower. Does it just save them on tooling because they're cutting um, less? Billets or, are actually more expensive. Um, because well, that's what I'm saying, because they're milling off what, more. Because it's, it's the material loss. Because you start, like you said, they're milling off more. It is, it is a little bit more machine time. That is true. Okay. But really, it's the aluminum. You're using twice as much aluminum up because you're starting with that big block, right? Instead of smashing it into a relatively AR shape, and and then discarding the rest and putting it back in the system and, right. and melting it and making it lower. Yeah, because all that once they when it comes out of a CNC machine, all of those lubricants have to be chemically washed off before sure. it can be everything smelted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and basically they're going to take the the chips that they get off that billet and make it into a forged at some point, or you know, or yeah, a can, who Whatever. knows, anything. Um, but I've seen a lot of pricing on billet come down. Now, generally, a it's because of availab- availability. Availability. Yes, I more think. people are so doing many it. People yes. are doing it. I. Th- <sighs> Now a billet lower is a is perceived as a premium option, right? Uh, hence, you will get 
um, nicer stuff. Usually with a billet, you'll get more options. You'll get stiffer. You'll get different designs. You'll get, get trigger guards usually built fancy, in. Yes, trigger guards built in. Real fancy ones, like um, you said. You know, you'll get uh, you know, flared magwells. You'll get, you know, different options like that. Some even go as far as ambidextrous controls. Right. Um, and other things. Um you know, and usually billets are real good. If you just need a gun to fit something like a, like a gun rack or you have specifications, it, usually a billet is larger in, um, in size than a comparable you know, standard forged lower. So, you know, if, if you're building a duty gun, you might want to look at forgings as opposed to billeting. Okay. Well, then let's go ahead. I'm going to come back to this this other question, but let's talk about M4 feed ramps since we're talking about, you know, building a work gun. Right. So, let, what's what is okay. M4 feed ramps and the what quick is it and, when you don't the, get them? The quick and dirty is M4 feed ramps. Uh, yes, they are better. So, if they're available, get them. Okay. The long description is uh, back when they came out with the M4, uh, you know, the M16 is a 20-inch barrel. It has a 12-inch-ish gas tube system, and it has a longer, compared to the M4, uh, recoil system. Now, when we went to the M4, we went to a 16 or 14-and-a-half-inch barrel, a much shorter 7-inch gas system, and a slightly shorter recoil system. And they found that by making the feed ramps a little larger in the upper receiver uh, at the end of the barrel, called the barrel extension, um, the gun was more reliable. When you say longer, do you mean that they changed the angle the to make angle, them or yeah, wider? Yeah, what, both. what are you saying? Yeah, the angle has changed, so they're more, it's more dramatic, so there's, there's less metal there. Does that make sense? The ramp angle was changed and widened. So how do you make it longer but less metal? Well, it's not longer. It's it's a different angle. Okay. So, so there's less just, metal okay, there. Okay, so it's yeah. just a different angle. So it's just then. a different angle, okay, and, it's, and it's wider because there's more machined out. Okay. Now, on a semi-automatic gun, it probably doesn't affect anything. It's not going to make your gun more reliable. However, it's not going to make your gun less reliable. So if you have the option for M4 feed ramps and they cost the same, go for it. If you have something that doesn't have M4 feed ramps, you know, don't go, oh, no, I can't have this. It doesn't have M4 feed ramps. Now, when we're talking about M4 feed ramps, are we talking about the what is actually the chamber or what's inside of the... The M4 feed ramps. Now, on Because I've seen them yeah. on, like, higher-end stuff. On I've a seen standard them start AR, on lower. Yeah. On a standard AR, uh, uh, let's call it M16, the original M16, the receiver extension has feed ramps in it. Right. The upper receiver, the aluminum part, does not. Okay. So there will be feed ramps on the receiver extension. There won't be any feed ramps in the aluminum. On M4, there will be feed ramps cut into the aluminum, and the ones on the receiver extension will be you know, deeper. Would match. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's how you get the – there's more ramp there because – you know, more metal is taken out of the right. system as a whole, both the... And I'm sorry, I think I said lower, and I meant just the upper No, no, receiver. this is all in the upper receiver, um, right. But now, here's the thing. If you get a... What happens when you get a upper receiver that has the M4 feed ramps cut into it, but you get the barrel extension right. that does not? Okay, now that's where you have to be careful. That's the important part. The important part isn't that whether or not it has M4 feed ramps or not. The important part is that your upper match your receiver extension. 
you can get away with a upper receiver that's an M16, so no feed ramps cut in it, and you stick an M4 barrel with a receiver extension with the M4 feed ramps cut in it. You can get away with that. That's not real bad. It's not optimal. So what you're saying is that you can get... M4 feed ramp barrel with a non-feed ramped upper, yes. and you're fine. That's safe. Um, you don't want to do the opposite, right? So, Which is like my question. Exactly. What happens when it's you bad. do that? You get a lip because now there's now there's a feed ramps cut into the upper. They're not cut correspondingly into the receiver extension on the barrel, and you get a place for the bullets to jam into, and you and you probably will have serious reliability issues. So the important thing the is the shape of the bullet too. If it you're, catches you're probably it. smashing it into that or tearing it. Yeah. It's just bad. Just don't do it. Okay. So the important thing is one, match them up. Match your match your feed ramps to your receiver extension on your barrel. Um, I said receiver extension, barrel extension on your barrel. Um, so you want those two to match. You want your upper receiver to match your barrel extension. Okay. Uh, and that's the important thing. Whether or not it has it, like I said, not that important. If you can get it, get them. They're better. Um, but you probably won't see it unless you're running a machine gun or full auto or something to that effect. Okay. Are you you feel comfortable? There are far more important things to the M4 platform than you know M4 feed ramps to reliability. <laughs> most day in, most days in the age. What am I trying to say? That? What are you most saying? Things. Most things this day and age. Uh huh. Yep. Are already gonna are already gonna yeah it hurt for me so bad I <laughs> I probably want to punch myself for that that's a visual thing don't do it could be audible if it was hit hard enough um, but anyway most of that stuff is gonna already be matched so if you're buying a Bravo company or Spikes or anybody it's, even it's a DPMS be, yeah, yeah it'll be it's matched be good up to go. even even really cheap ones yep you know so and like i said uh there are probably more important things to fret about than m4 feed ramps well he's wanting to know then what is the difference between he's getting some people that are telling him to get an a3 upper and then other people that are telling him to get an a4 upper a3 and a4 are probably they're probably marketing terms honestly a2 has a fixed carry handle with windage a1 has a fixed carry handle without windage right and then an A3 is a Picatinny flat top. Yes. Okay. So is an A4. So yeah, right. So okay. what to, is the it, main difference? See, and here comes the problem. Here's the marketing problem. For years, if it was a flat top, it was called an A3, right? Right. And that was before they had an M16A4. Now, then they came out with an M16A4, and they want to call the flat top upper an M4 or an A4, right? Because they look the same. Right. Now, now we're talking difference in feed ramps. In okay. my mind, because I think to the military, and if I'm issued an M16A4, it doesn't have M4 feed ramps because it's it's basically an M16 with a flat top. But maybe out there in marketing world, you know, if if blank fill in the blank company sells an A4 upper, mm-hmm. it might or might not have M4 feed ramps. So if you're doing that, if you're building your gun, but it'll be okay because it doesn't the, matter either. The barrel way. extension will be just make just sure, fine. like we've been saying, your barrel extension matches. It doesn't matter if you buy an A4, an M4, an A3. If you want a fixed carry handle, buy an A2, or right. if you want simplified sights, buy an A1. So, buy whatever you want. If you want to put an optic on it, just buy. It. Just look for an A3. Definitely get the flat top. Yeah, yeah. M4, A3, A4, whichever and, one and makes do you happy. Your best to go ahead and buy it now. It is a pain to start switching stuff out. 
Yes, yes, yes. Okay. If, if you're building your own upper, um, I always buy a built upper. I don't know why. I very rarely build my own. I've built, I think it's just I've cheaper that way. I've built a lot. Yeah. Oh, um, I have too. I've but, replaced a lot of barrels. But it's it, you're right though. When you're when you're buying it, I think it's just the simplicity. You don't. The thing is, is when you're buying an upper, if you can get exactly what you want, sure, you're not really going to save a lot of money. You know, you might save fifty bucks here total, yeah. and it saves you the whole headache of having to buy all the tools. Sure, you know. So if you have the tools, it doesn't really matter. But if you don't, you're going to invest way more money yeah. in tools and especially other if you start you talking about. Uh, you know, if you want like a pinned gas block, now you're oh, talking right. about serious amounts of machining and tools or what have you to pin your own gas block. Whereas if you buy a complete upper, maybe one of the options is you check off a box that says pinned gas block. Right. So. But yeah, either way. Uh, okay. So his next question that he wants to talk a little bit about uh-huh. is the famous. Famous. Wobble, wobble between the upper and the lower. Yes. That AccuEdge uh-huh. fixes. Yes. I... So let's talk a little bit about that. What what does the wobble really entail? Because if you watch a Magpul video, yeah. he will tell oh, you Lord. that the that the wobble uh-huh. affects it. Nope. Done. Can't. Because that's why part of the reason why you put the pressure no. you onto could, the gun the you way that could, you do when you, you shoot long distance. <laughs> you could probably mechanically prove that the wobble changes something. I'm certain of it. Um, but I have yet to see anything practical uh, that is affected by that. So I don't even notice upper to lower fit unless it's extremely tight or extremely loose. Now, here's some other things. The AccuWedge isn't the only answer. You know, I've seen people put a foamy earplug in between the upper and lower. That'll tighten it up. Um, there's a you, screw system now you can, too, yeah, right? Yeah, there's screw systems. You can put an O-ring on the, the lug for the upper and push it into the lower, and that'll tighten it up. Um, SIG has a springy thing right. that sticks up that tightens the upper yes, lower Yes, they do. It looks like an extra detent for yeah. the buffer tube area. But none of that matters. All that is doing is putting tension upwards, right? So you don't feel the wobble. It doesn't get rid of the wobble. If you push down hard enough, the wobble's still there. Right. All you're doing so is creating enough tension. when you're sitting there in your Lazy Boy, in your exactly. underwear. Exactly. I, I have toe socks on when I do this. Engine? What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I sit there and I I try to see if my guns have wobble in it. It's just one of those things I that never do when that. you're actually out <laughs> at the range, you don't really notice that issue. I like to call those things living room problems. Right. It doesn't make a difference when you're actually you shooting things with people. You fixed one of your people. guns with, because of a living room problem. I've living room problems. you realized that there was nothing to change on I, your Caltech with fall, the eraser. I have fallen victim to the living room problem issue more than once, and I probably will in the future. Um, the important thing to remember is... Go to the range. Shoot this stuff. Shoot it under the circumstances where you might be shooting it in the future. You know, practice as opposed to just, uh, you know, if it's a plinker, go plink it. But, you know, if it's a duty weapon, go practice with it. If it's a carry weapon, go practice with it. Shoot it under the circumstances. If you think something is going to, you know, make you a better, faster, you know, more accurate shooter, test that out. Don't just think you will. Yeah, because you learn a lot when you go to classes, or when you're yeah. when you're actually when you run really something hard. Something, better yeah. yet, you know, if you I can found test out my whole sling out. was trash. Yes, I'm I found out the trash. same thing, and then it was not cheap. Well, I found out the way I had my sling uh, strung on my rear stock was bad. It didn't allow me to shoot offhanded at all. 
Um, so yeah, so those are the uh, those are the things. You know what? Take a timer to the range. If you think that cool, you know, new trigger grease that you bought huh. makes you shoot faster and better, right? Shoot. Shoot a, shoot a string with the trigger grease. Shoot a string without the trigger grease. How about this? See which one's faster. How about Check the your stuff split we times. found out with the one grease that we took out, which we're not even going to mention because it was crap. Yeah, we didn't like it. And no. it jammed up and it was completely gone. Yeah, after... don't put that in your gun and just assume it's going to yeah. work and then blame the magazines when it doesn't. Right. Test the stuff out. You know, test this stuff out. Um, it's like the little plugs for the Glocks. <sighs> You know what? If you like it and it doesn't affect your gun, put it in the gun. You know, you like the little plug for the Glock? Put the plug in the Glock. I don't care. Who cares? It does. It's not going to hurt anything, right? It probably does keep dirt from getting up to your uh, trigger bar. But, you know, I've never had a gun jam from dirt getting up in the trigger bar, and nobody I know has. So, you know, is a plug needed? No. Do, do people like plugs? Yes. I'm not going to argue against it. I sure wouldn't tell anybody, hey, man, you got to get a plug for this. No, that's just silly. So be aware of what you're doing to your gun, whether it's a living room problem or not. This wobble thing, you know what? If you don't like it, buy an AccuWedge. Yep. Put a foamy in there. Buy the SIG lower. Dude, just you could you could just put JB Weld in there. Ooh, build it up and then file it down to fit. I was just thinking you merge them together. So you could never buy come apart again. You could buy a matched up or lower <laughs> set in billet. Right. And I tell you what, they yeah, will not wobble. That's true. But that's going to cost you <laughs> a pretty penny. That will cost you extra. <laughs> that's like going with almost you know some of the you know, two thousand, three thousand plus dollar guns though. It, yeah, yeah. If you spend enough money again, you probably won't see any wobble on it. But you know, even if you go buy a Colt LE sixty nine twenty, which is probably the industry standard, and it is from my mind, um, you you might see some upper and lower wobble. It's no big deal. So I hope we answered your question. Yeah, he uh, he passes on a virtual high five to the both yes! of us. Oh, it makes me feel so happy. So there's people driving around in their cars with their hands up. They now. better be. I saw a guy. Uh, put both his hands up. Wait, what was he steering with? I, was he I on a know. motorcycle? Because well, that'd be really I awkward. I will say that there was that he was so excited. I was watching him. He looked like he was screaming at the top of his lungs, and so, spit was coming out of his so mouth. So he was listening both to our show, up, and he was so happy. I bet <laughs> he, he was, was listening to the, the eighty thousand. You were going to go the math. I knew right where you were going. <laughs> That could, that could possibly, you know what? I won't argue with that. That could be true.